Guys, we are fired up to be at the 13th annual Pacific Coast Sport Fishing Festival happening on March 2nd to the 5th at the OC Fair and Event Center in Costa Mesa. Tackle, fishing reports, fishing boats, amazing seminars, everything's going to be at this show. Make sure not to miss this one. Plus, we're going to have a booth for the Doc Talk podcast, recording live podcasts throughout the day, so make sure you stop by. Not to mention, we are giving away a show package at CCA. $60 gets you entry to the show, a tote bag, one-year membership to CCA, and loaded whip with goodies from our sponsors. Be sure to check us out. Check out that show package at ccacalifornia.org. Register today for it or stop by the CCA booth outside the show whenever you go to the show and take advantage. We'll see you guys there. Hi, I'm Pat McDonald here to tell you that the Hall Shows are back. Bart Hall Shows February 16th through the 19th at the Del Mar Fairgrounds and March 29th through April 2nd at the Long Beach Convention Center. Share the passion of outdoor recreation as we celebrate 75 years of Hall Shows family fun. Welcome in. Thank you so much for joining us on the CCA California podcast. Good to be with you another week. My name is Chris alongside Darren Kryle. Darren, how are you, man? I'm doing good, man. Glad to be here and not sitting behind my work desk. Well, well you know, I uh, I tend to agree with that, except with my job. It's like always on the road and all, <laughs> doing all kinds of stuff, but it's all for a good cause, CCA and, and everything like that. Well, Darren, I've been looking forward to this episode for a while. We've got our good friend, Bill Batson from Batson Enterprise. Bill, how are you, man? Good to, good to hear from you. Excellent. I'm doing great. Thank you very much. You know, we're here in the great Pacific Northwest in Swim, Washington, you know, so I can't complain. I can't complain, that's for sure. Excellent. Excellent. Uh, I, right off the bat, I got to ask you, we were just talking before we kicked it on here about the types of fishing that you typically do. I mean, with a well-traveled person, human being like yourself, I bet you anything probably up in the Pacific Northwest has to be pretty, pretty epic fishing up there. Oh, it's amazing. It's like a little Alaska is what I tell people. People are like, oh, do you go to Alaska? I said, I, I really don't need to go to Alaska because we have the halibut fisheries. We have the lingcod fishery. We have the bottom fish. You know, we have the salmon. We have the steelhead. And obviously we get the albacore here every year, which bypasses California now and comes up here. And that's an amazing fishery. I was going to say, I mean, that that's, I mean, I wouldn't say that's necessarily new because that's been around for quite some time and all that, but how is it up there? How's the albacore fishing? We haven't seen that in like years. Yeah. I started albacore fishing probably about 10 years ago. Um, we have good years and then we have down years, you know, just like any other fishery. Um, last year was an amazing fishery. Um, it was close to home for us. You know, I can trailer my 26 foot boat out to the boat launch and head out about 40 miles and put out the trolling gear and, you know, pretty much fill the boat within a two or two to three hours, you know, and when I say fill the boat, we just, as much fish as we can ice, obviously you don't want to waste fish and you don't want, and you want to be, keep those fish. You take care of your fish. I'm a big firm believer in taking care of your fish, bleeding all your fish, making sure they're well iced. You know, obviously you got to cool them down first, but that fishery is amazing. Um, a lot of people say all the other fishing up here is just filler for the tuna since we've been having that fishery up here. 
Excellent. I mean, that's a very good point where, you know, it it's fun to reel them in. It's fun to catch them and get fun to get those uh, pictures on the boat and all that stuff. But that's only half the battle. You got to really take care of your fish to really kind of, you know, as conservationists, um, yeah. the, the original conservation and all that. Fish care, super, super important nowadays. And the good news is with all of the things on the internet and social media and all that stuff, there's all kinds of good ways to take care of your fish. Well, what's your What's your preference? My preference is obviously we ice them right away. We never let that fish touch any fresh water. Once you clean that fish, you really just pat dry it. And I can eat that sashimi and pokey for probably seven to 10 days. Um, after that, we'll, we'll loin it out. And then my wife cans it up, puts it in glass jars. And I think last year she did over 120 pints of wow. albacore and it makes great tuna fish sandwiches you can make salad with it you know you can make casseroles with it um, so many things you can do with it canned and it stays for years and years so it's a good presence that i give to people during christmas time and and holidays like that give them a couple of jars of you know that albacore tuna and say hey this is the best tuna fish sandwich you'll ever have um, so that's what we do. We, but the main thing is to take care of your fish and only take as much as you need. I mean, I know we've been in wide open bites and we look at each other and go, well, everybody's got five albacore. Do you need more than that? <laughs> and everybody's like, no, I think we're good for the day. It's not a fishery that you're going to catch or release. So it's pretty much bring the lines up and call it a day. Well, Darren, now I know what I'm having for lunch. Some, right. some pokey and all that. <laughs> that whole canning thing, I'm interested in that. I want to try that. Figure that one out. Yeah, never have done that before. Yeah, my wife has a pressure cooker and you know, she just puts the fish in there with a little bit of oil and sometimes she'll throw a jalapeno in there or a piece of garlic in there. And then she does it for two hours and puts the lids on and, and you're good for years. I mean, I've had that stuff on my shelf for years. I mean, I remember one time I, I gave some people in California, her, her family, not big fish eaters. We sent them some for Christmas one year. And the next year we were down there, my wife was looking in the pantry and she goes, well, you, should, you haven't eaten this tuna fish. And they said, well, we don't really know. Cause if you look through the glass jar, it looks kind of a little funky, right? <laughs> but you just pour it out. If, if you pour it into a strainer and rinse it off and then add your mayonnaise and your onions and your pickle relish and your all the stuff that you like to put in it and then mix that all up and put on a piece of bread it's amazing so now every year they ask for it <laughs> <laughs> nice of course of course yeah. well bill before we get into bats and enterprises and, and the empire that you've built um tell us a little bit of background on yourself man oh excellent well um born and raised in hawaii i grew up in maui um, I was a Paniola. We're cowboys. We lived in a, on a cattle ranch, and my dad was a cowboy. And we did a lot of hunting and fishing and and diving. And um, my dad started building rods. And I was 12 years old. This was 1979. I was 12 years old. Yeah, I was born in 67. Yeah. Um, I walked in one day, and my dad was sitting in the living room, and he had this one-piece Fenwick, 13-foot Fenwick, and he had this this homemade hand wrapper and he had you know he had the thread in a cup and he ran the, the, the thread through some encyclopedias to put tension on the line and he was wrapping a fishing rod i said dad what are you doing he says i'm building us some new tools son we need some new tools and i want to build the best so from there he just started building more and as a custom rod market um you start building rods for yourself and then your friends see it and then your friends tell somebody else you tell somebody else and that's kind of how you build your custom rod business. And my father became one of the most well-known custom rod builders in Hawaii. He's in um, 
Fishing Tales books. Um, I forget the name of the book, but he's he's been in some books. He's been on TV in Hawaii, and this was back in the eighties, and um, it was it was pretty amazing. So from there, um, we moved to California to work for another prominent company that sold blanks and components, and then. We moved to Washington 25 years ago and started Batson Enterprises 23 years ago. Me and my dad and my cousin in the garage, and we're all rod builders and we're passionate fishermen and we want the best stuff. And so from there, we just kind of grew. We had our own blank factory here in Washington for a while. Um, and we started redesigning components. And now we're the largest blank supplier and component supplier in the nation. I got 25 people, a 12,000 square foot facility. And um, if anybody's building rods or manufacturers are building rods, they're most likely buying something from Batson Enterprises, whether it be a butt cap or a tip top or the guides or the real seed or the grips or all the way down to the blanks. So I'm very blessed. I mean, to be able to do what I do, I have a real passion for it. People, you know, say Bill Batson's a, one of the hardest working guys in the industry, but to tell you the truth, I love what I do. And you know, the old saying, if you love what you do, you really don't have to work a day in your life. Um, you know, but basically in a nutshell, we're, we're passionate rod building family and we we sell to manufacturers and custom rod builders. And wow. we're, wholesale, we're wholesale only. So I don't deal with 70,000 customers. I have 700 <laughs> active customers um, wholesale customers throughout the world. So that's who we support. Wow. So rod building really is in your blood started from a really, really young age and it just kind of grew from there. Yes, most definitely. You know, as a, as a guy, wife and three kids and working in the family business, I worked at the family business all day and then went home and built custom fishing rods under wild bills. Custom fishing rods was the name of my custom rod shop when I was younger. Nice. And uh, I built thousands of fishing rods and, you know, and supplemented my income by the custom rod market. So, yeah, we supply both. I mean, everybody from United Composites to Seeker to CalStar, all the famous California companies buy parts from Batson Enterprises. So it's a, like I said, it's an it's a real honor and a blessing to be able to be in a position to help others because there's thousands of people around the country that depend on Batson parts to make a living or supplement their income in some way or another. Wow. That's amazing. Well, let, let's kind of get into the brands here. I know bats and enterprises, that's the parent company and all that, but you also have rain shadow Alps forecast, all those other brands, right? Yes. Yep. So we start out with our blank lineup. So we have over 1200 blank designs that we've designed in the last 23 years. Uh, we stock over 500 different models. I have anywhere between 100,000 to 130,000 blanks in stock at all time, which is huge inventories. I mean, one of my big things, if I don't have it, I can't sell it. But, um, yeah, our blank inventory last year, I think we sold over 110,000 blanks last year. Um, and we averaged pretty close to 90 to 110 or 100,000 blanks a year. We have over a million blanks in the market right now. So we start with our blank line, and we have so many different series from catching, you know, small uh, brook trout to catching, you know, marlin or catching, you know, thousand pound tunas or whatever the case. Any kind of application you can think of. Guy calls me up and says, "I'm fishing. I'm noodle sock fishing in Timbuktu. What do you got?" Right? And I will, knowing my product line and being a rod builder, and I will recommend a blank. And then he goes, "Well, how would you build it?" 
Well, then we get down to our componentry. You know, we have, I don't know, 100 different butt caps. We have, you know, 200 different rear grips that you can use. We have, you know, 100 different rail seats from small graphite rail seats or small fly seats all the way up to a heavy-duty number six aluminum butts. Um, we have all the micro guides all the way up to heavy-duty double roller guides. Um, yeah, so it's just it's endless. If you looked at my 340 page color catalog, you get lost. So a lot of people, they just call up and say, this is what I'm doing, but what do I need? You know, and then we we work from there. You know, I have a very knowledgeable staff. I got my cousin, Carrie Batson, who works here. He's been building rods. He's 50. He started when he was 13 building rods. You know, I've got Mike Thorson, who's the number one blank designer in, in my opinion, in the country that works here with us. You know, my team is amazing. You're only as good as your team. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I'm the owner. Yeah, I'm the CEO of the company. But at the same time, I don't know everything. It's all about the team. Just because I might be out there as the pitcher doesn't mean I can go catch. It means it doesn't mean I'm a center fielder, right? Um, so I equate, yeah. a lot to, I, I equate a lot to team. And you know, there's team all over the world that help us and design things. And, you know, if, I, if we don't know something, we'll call the press professional that might live in Australia. Hey, what are you guys doing for black Marlin over there? What's the latest trend? What do we need to design? So we go out and we ask people to help the industry as a whole. So in a nutshell, we're just passionate rod builders who want to see this industry grow and, and supply the industry. This is recreational industry, right? We're in the recreational industry. So, so we, have speak, choices. You know, we want them, to choose, we want them to choose Batson. Speaking of growth, you touched on it just now. The last, I'd say probably four or five, maybe even six years or whatnot, rod building, at least the the practice of rod building on the recreational side, anglers themselves, has completely exploded. Um, you know, I'm sure COVID had a lot to do with that too, and it probably just grew the industry. But what do you think about all that? Is that a good thing? And, uh, you know, overall, I, you know, how, how do you feel about that? I think it's amazing. I think the the sharing of information is very important for any craft. Um, that if we don't share, it dies, right? So, uh, because of the internet and the accessibility to video, more and more people have the opportunity to learn. I, th- I think it's I think it's it's amazing that we get to see the growth that we we've had, um, and people recognize people recognize that. You know, if I'm going to go cut a tree down, am I going to use a handsaw or am I going to use a chainsaw? So if the store only offers a handsaw, how am I going to build a better saw? How am I going to build something that's better to enjoy what I love to do? Why not it be an extension of your fishing lifestyle? You know, not every day you get to go fishing, but what are you going to do in between? Well, let me think about that. Well, next time I go fishing and I want to go catch a giant bluefin tuna and I don't want to go to the store and spend $800 on a giant bluefin rod, but I can go and I can design, I can pick my colors, I can figure out how long my arms are, where I want the real seats, you know, all those types of things that you can customize. People are customizing everything. People customize their telephones, right? They customize everything. They customize their cars. Why wouldn't you customize and and build your own fishing rod? It just makes sense to me. Yeah, absolutely. And you know, not not to mention, 
it depends on the angler because certain anglers have different styles or have different feelings or whatnot, or they like a certain feeling as opposed to the other and all that. And your line of products across all the brands serve everyone. Yes, it does. I mean, there's, like I said, we have, our selection is tremendous. Nobody has the selection that Patson has. And it's just because we know that there's so many different variables and so many different species. I mean, I have 800 custom rods. The reason I have 800 custom rods is because every species and every technique, in my opinion, deserves the right tool, right? I'm not going to take my halibut rod to go fish salmon, right? I mean, I, I could, but it wouldn't be as fun, right? I want, I want it to be fun because we're in the recreational industry. This is what we do for fun. People are spending their money to go out and recreate, to have fun and make memories with their families and all the stuff that goes along with it. I mean, it gets, it's really deep if, if, if you want to think about it. And, and people are drawn to passion, right? We have a passion for what we do. So I think that people come to us because they know that we're passionate. We're not going to BS you. We're going to tell you what we think is the best. I even recommend other people's products because if I don't have something that I think somebody else has a better product, I'm going to say, why don't you try that product? Well, why would you do that, Bill? I said, because I can't offer you exactly what you're looking for, but that guy does. So it's about the passion. You know, you touched on it and I was about to bring it up. Darren, have you seen Bill's rod collection? No, but 800 of them. I'd like to see that. It's like an entire, I think Bill, if correct me if I'm wrong, but it's your entire office. It's just rods. Yes, I'm running out of room. <laughs> In my office alone, I have close to 600. And then throughout the facility, I have racks here and racks there. And I actually write about it. Uh, I do a quarterly magazine in the Rod, Rod Guild Journal about the Batson collection and who built them. And, I mean, people that are no longer with us, like Brett Akari from Sato Custom Rods. You know, I've got five of his rods. You know, I've got, you know, a, a dozen Doc Skis. And I've got, you know, a dozen Jim Trelecki's. And I've got all these famous rod builders, you know, build for my collection. And I also build. And my son builds. And I've got rods from my father that he built. My, my dad passed away 20 years ago. You know, but we still have the same philosophy in business. But I am doing a custom display at the PCS show. Ooh. I'm going to have a 20 foot custom rod display with about, I'm going to bring 80, probably 80, 70 to 80 of some of my favorite custom rods from my office to display at the custom rod in the custom rod display at the PCS show. Oh my goodness. I, yeah. When, when we, when you get down here to the PCS show, I'm definitely going to have to take a look because you probably have all kinds of gold right in that collection. Oh, it's, it's just amazing. I mean, for me to find 70 that I want or 70 or 80 that I want to bring down. How do you narrow be, it down? Yeah. <laughs> well, you what, what I do is I'll probably bring the best two or three from each builder because a lot of I got a lot of the same builders. And then I'll bring some one offs and I'll bring stuff that nobody can ever see again. You know, there's there's I have, you know, a dozen people that built for me that are no longer with us. So these right. people will never build another rod. I mean, obviously. But to be able to share what they have done and show the work and craftsman, craftsmanship that they have done, I mean, it's, it's going to be a great display. I mean, I'm very honored to be able to, to do this for the industry. You know, I tell people all the time, if you're in the area and you want to see a rod collection, stop by. My facility is open Monday through Friday. I'm usually here about 5 in the morning till 5 at night. But um, 
come by and see it. I mean, people from all over the world have stopped by here and said, you know, and we're a wholesaler, so we don't we don't have, you know, a store or anything like that. We just mm-hmm. say, hey, come on in. You want a tour? I'll give you a tour. You know, we have a very nice facility, you know. But, yeah, the custom ride collection is just phenomenal. Heck, Yeah. Well, so you kind of touched on the rod builders. I feel, you know, I get this feeling from, you know, from our conversations from years ago and all that stuff. Family. Family is a huge part of your life. And you kind of extend that, at least from my from my eyes, you extend that all the way down to your rod builders, all the way down to the pro staff and all that stuff. Two off the bat, you mentioned one of them, Doc Ski, another one that comes to mind down here, Lori Heath. Um, yes. th- they just love your brand. And, uh, you know, I, I think to have those people as kind of like your representatives in the Southern California market, they really feel the love from you, man. Yeah. It's because, you know, family is not just blood, right? Family is people that are looking out for each other that have the same goals and the same um, ethical values and just want to see people succeed. And, you know, want us all to, you know, enjoy life. I mean, I, I have extended family all over the world, you know, and I call these people family, you know, people like, Bill. Oh, he's not related to you. It doesn't matter. You don't need to be related. As far as I'm concerned, family is somebody, like I said, that cares about you, that looks out for you, um, has, has integrity, you know, and it's looking, you know, n- not looking for something. They just want to be part of something. Absolutely. Bill, you are a life member of CCA. I know you're very involved with your local chapter up there in Washington and all that. You've been a huge supporter of us down here in California and all that. What does, how, you know, what does CCA mean to you and why do you feel like it's super important? Well, I've been in this industry a long time. You know, I knew CCA before CCA was ever even on this coast. I mean, I supported CCA back when they were in Texas and Louisiana I have a lot of customers down there and um, <clears throat> excuse me, I was able to see what it did, how it changed the recreational fishing industry, you know? So when it started moving to this coast, you know, like I said, I always supported it when I was down there, you know, I'd give, I'd give stuff down to, you know, companies down there so they could support it. And, and when it moved to this coast and Gary Loomis gave his first presentation up here in Squim, and I've known Gary Loomis my whole life. Um, I've done business with him since, you know, 30 years now. But uh, when he gave that presentation and I saw his passion for it and what he believed in, and it was very similar to my passion and and um, what CCA has been able to do. I mean, oh, it's just it's phenomenal. Um, so to be able to support that is great because I know, yeah, we can support our local fishing clubs and we can support this is and that's. And I, I support a lot of our armed forces and our vets and, and children's projects and things like that. But when it comes down to an organization that can go to the next level, that can go to Washington and, and lobby for our, our fishing rights and, and getting things taken care of that no other organization can do or that I've ever seen been able to do, that's what drew. That's what drew me to CCA. And if we've ever needed someone like that, now to now's the time here in California. Mm-hmm. Yes, most definitely. I mean, I know California. You know, the whole thirty <laughs> by thirty thing is. Yeah, it's here. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, 
the California politics are crazy. I'm not even going to get into that with you. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. We got into it last week, last week. So we'll, we'll, we'll leave that one for now. Um, I'm just going to leave that one alone there. But yeah, I mean, California fishery is, is huge. I mean, now this bluefin thing down there for the last four or five years and, you know, and, and the resurgence of people wanting to go fishing and have an opportunity to catch a fish of a lifetime. And we then, had that, that big turnout of Dorado this past summer. Oh, the Mahi Mahi fishing was off yeah. the hook down there this year. <laughs> yeah, it was. Yeah, I mean, so yes, it's very important. California, I'm glad to see you guys down there making a push, you know. Um, and like I said, I'll support you guys, you know. I know you'll probably have a booth at the at the uh, PCS show. Oh, absolutely. Well, well, let's stick with PCS for a little bit here. Okay. Obviously with, you know, I know last year you had a huge booth. You, I mean, whenever, Jaron, I think you were there too. Whenever you go to the Batson booth, it's a party. Yes, and it is. At different times of the whole show and all that stuff. Bill, I know you traditionally do a custom rod competition too and, and everything like that. Run us through the whole PCS program for you this year. Oh, it's going to be huge. It's going to be the biggest showing of Batson products and people that I've ever put on in over 20 years of doing shows. So this year, Batson will have two booths. We'll have a 40 by 40. And in our 40 by 40, we're going to have Doc Ski. We're going to have Jim Trulekis. We're going to have Italo Busi from Italy. We're going to have Todd Dabrowski. We're going to have Lori Heath. We're going to have Jaden Sage. We're going to have all these people doing demos. Um, in the middle of the booth and then on one side of the booth we're going to bring our fish fighting simulator so we're going to have a fish fighting simulator um it's the one that evike had at fred hall quite a few years ago i bought that machine nice and we're going to set that up with rain shadow rods so you can feel and pull on something if you want to feel what's it what it's like to pull on a 300 pound tuna on a rain shadow rod we're going to hand it to you it's okay good pull on it you know, here, fight this fish for a couple minutes. You know, obviously you're not going to, we're not going to sit there and make them fight it for an hour, but, <laughs> or I want to, I want to check out the trout rods, you know, you know, my son's look thinking about a trout rod. Oh, here's a rain shadow trout rod and have them fish for this little trout. And so we're going to have that. That's going to be amazing. We're going to have our normal giveaways. I think I'm going to, I'm planning on giving away at the minimum 20, Possibly 30 custom rods free. Wow. So every day, come by, grab a raffle ticket, come back at a designated time. Every day is going to be different, I think, a designated time. And we're going to give away three to five rods a day, maybe more. You know, I, I usually get carried away and grab another one in the middle of it. <laughs> and uh, we'll, we'll do that, you know, and then we're going to give hats away and and all that kind of stuff. So it's always and come by and see our product line, grab a catalog, talk to the rod builders. You want to know how to put a tip top on. Oh, I've never put a tip top on. Well, let me show you how. And, you know, I, or I'm thinking about putting a new rail dog grip on one of my new rods. How do I put a rail dog grip on? You know, hey, come, let me show you. Or, you know, hey, I'm thinking about putting some cord down. How do I do it? You know, so anything that people want to talk about, they can come in and talk to us. I've got some great people there. You know, obviously, I've been a rod builder a long time, and I, I have all those great talents and men coming in to help me and, and share, and women. Laurie, he's going to be there doing a demonstration also. Um, so that is the main booth of 40 by 40. We have some show specials 
I did some special run blanks with some special run colors. I think I did 1,200 of them, and I already have 800 of them sold. So Sam from Island Fishing Tackle will be my distributor at the show, and he'll cool. be right across from me. Right across from my booth will be Sam from Island Fishing Tackle and his booth. He'll be selling all the Alps product line, Alps wrappers, Alps real seats and guides, and then our rain shadow line, especially made for this show. And it's going to be in a nice dark blue color that you can see. It's a gloss blue that you can see through, which is pretty cool. You can see the material underneath. Wow. So that, that's our 40-foot booth. And then across from that is going to be a 20 by 10 custom rod display. Um, I'm having people bring in rods. They want to bring in rods. If any custom rod builders out there want to want to bring a rod in, we'll put it in our display with their hang tag on it, with their with their business card, so people can see a bunch of different custom rods. I mean, I'm going to have rods that have um, hand painted, like Matt Koch, you know, the fish head art guy. He built. I mean, I built the rods, and he painted these beautiful fish, hand painted these fish on rods, down to woodworking, down to marbling, down to cross wraps down to weaves, down to oh, so many different things. It's just, it's going to be an amazing event. What we're doing, we don't sell at the show. We're a wholesaler. We're there to promote the custom rod market and build our brands. Um, yeah, that's, that's going to, it's going to be an amazing show. So Bill, just to clarify, so not only will you have two boots at PCS, but when it comes to either on the builder side, you can come learn about all the different components and you can also ask all kinds of questions to not only yourself, but your staff and your builders basically on the building side. And then on the consumer side, you'll basically have a huge lineup of rods where for almost any kind of fishing, right? Yes. Yes. We target mostly the California, you know, the anything from Calico bass to the big bluefin tuna. Uh, we will have some, you know, trot rods there. You know, I know guys are taking fly rods now and building them into these new micro rods. They're throwing micro jigs for these tuna up. I mean, not tuna, but the trout um, up at Pyramid Lake and things like that. So, yeah, we're going to have quite a bit of stuff there for people to see and touch. And, yeah, it's, it's just going to be an amazing event, you know. Um, okay, yeah, but I, I, I do I have a know. question right off the top or right on the top of your head. Yeah. Your go-to calico bass rod. What are the components? Run us through the uh, blank real quick. I would probably take the swim bait blank, ISWB. It's a Revelation swim bait, REVSB 710 heavy. Um, I would build it as a casting rod. Uh, I'd put a trigger reel seat on it. I'd probably put Alps titaniums on it with the flange ring tip top. Um, I know that's a very popular rod for the calico bass. And if you happen to hook into a yellowtail, or if you're out there and you run into a small school, schoolie tunas, it also could handle those. But it's it's been one of our go-to blanks. Um, Eric Landisfeen yep. and Matt Koch were on my pro staff there for a long time. They love that rod for throwing for, for throwing those big swim baits. Um, and Bill, those- you couldn't see us, but both Darren and I were frantically writing all that down. <laughs> <laughs> I will have one there if you want to come pull on it. (laughs) Excellent. Excellent. Well, you know, obviously with the PCS show coming up, we're full-fledged in the show season. We've got all kinds of shows, not only in February, but March and April. And it just continues and continues for the springtime. I bet you anything, you know, obviously we got a a big taste at last year's PCS show. But 
with us coming out of COVID, with the shows coming back and all that stuff, it's got to be a pretty good feeling to be back in front of the people. It is, you know, those, those couple years, you know, after the Fred Hall, you know, Fred Hall was our big show for a long time. And, you know, we, we, we worked really hard to work on our California market down there. And in those years that we couldn't do that show, you know, I started doing live shows. I started doing, you know, blank talk and me and my daughter did a show every Friday. So we could still be out in the public and everything, but now to be back there and shaking hands and hugging people and, and, you know, people not being weird or anything like that, you know, it, it's so good because this is a relationship based industry, right? Mm-hmm. We want to make friends. We want, I mean, 99% of the people in this industry in my world are really good people, you know, and we just want to be there and talk story and hang out and like Batson, I mean, we don't, we don't go out and solicit business and we don't, we're not hard sales or anything like that. We're just, you know, we're, kind of, we're laid back, we're you know, and um, yes, it feels great to be back at the shows again. That's awesome. Well, guys, thank you so much for tuning in. We are going to continue this conversation on the Doc Talk podcast. Make sure to go tune in there for part two of this conversation. We will see you guys next week. Yeah.